I think so. I think that's the majority of the people who, like you said, when they're leaving the club after their first time is the the difference between their their attitude and, I guess, uh, p- personality even is night and day, right? When they mm. first walk in, they're like, hi, mm. oh, hi, it's, 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 it's John and Jane. We have a ticket. Um, okay. Mm. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, yeah. let's, let's go through slowly. Blah, blah, blah. They're leaving. <laughs> That was the best night. Oh my god, it was so good. We're coming back. We'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite a few people were like messaging us back the next day, like expressing their gratitude towards the situation and just having an environment like this. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas, and issues through discussion and having conversations. This podcast is about the relationship with ourselves and the relationship with others finding our stability in our self-worth and how do we actually be in healthy relationships. We find this out through connection, compassion, and communication. Reach out, connect with me, like, subscribe, comment. I want to unpack whatever it is that we can to really get to the nitty and gritty of finding out how do we get better in ourselves and how do we get better in our relationship. Hold up, wait a minute. Reason with me podcast. This is going to be a fun one. Introducing Jess and Lawrence, founders and owners of the multi-award-winning Swingers Club based in Sydney. For the last eight years, Jess and Lawrence have been offering a safe and sexy space for couples and singles to explore and fulfill their sexual fantasies. Jess and Lawrence also host a podcast, Our Secret Spot, the podcast, which is their way of sharing anecdotal stories and to offer advice to those interested in the swinging lifestyle and the swingers club. Today's the first of many. It's the joint uh, shared podcast. So we, we split it half-half, their podcast and my podcast. And also, it's the first time I've had two guests in one go. So hopefully everyone enjoys it. It's definitely something different and definitely what I'm really excited for and interested in doing in the future. So let me know what you think and enjoy. Welcome guys. It's so good that we could do this and join together. I've got Lawrence and Jess and I'm obviously Jackson. Thanks for coming. Hey. I'm Lawrence. Uh, I can, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be that obvious for people. So, you know, it's good. It's important. Could rock a Lawrence name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could do it. L. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we used to do it in the beginning. We used to be uh we used we used our first letters of our name uh as our names, L and J, but because Mm. L is more suited to a girl a female. I was it was E double L E for Jess and and I was J A Y. Which you still use J sometimes. Yeah. Right. It was that to like So we can wondering I was wondering if Lawrence and Jess are like your aliases, you know? So the L and J was kind of like. So no I think it was just, we started it so young. It was just more just as our alias names temporarily. Yeah, we we originally right. suppressed our identities, um, <laughs> bases, and names, obviously. Uh, and then I think we just I it was probably about a year or so in, yeah. and we just said, you know what, 
it's easy we to actually, just come out. Yeah, we want to the, the idea was to like de- yeah, yeah. destigmatize this a little bit more. And we can't do that if we 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 ourselves are hiding our faces. Yeah. So love it. And that that's so good. And I think that's awesome. You this is a first for me. I haven't had two people <laughs> on the podcast. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Two two people besides me come on. So this yeah. is this is cool. Couple at once. Two guests. Two guests. Yeah, two guests, one host for my <laughs> podcast. Well, sure. Um, but yeah, this is cool. I'm really excited. So in if do you mind sort of talking to me about who the hell are you and what do you do now that they're now it's all out in the open, there's no aliases anymore. Hit me. Yeah. Go for it. Well, uh Origin story. Origin. Yeah. Yeah. As I mentioned, I am Lawrence. Uh, I'm a 35-year-old. 35-year-old. We've just had our coffees now, so we're waking up. Yeah. 35-year-old cisgendered white male, so I am the enemy to some people. Mm. (laughs) Sure. Um, I have been in the open lifestyle, swinging lifestyle, I think for... Almost 10 years now, I think, roughly, thereabouts. Um, It started uh, with a previous uh, partner. Uh, It was just through conversation one day that we thought, like, let's involve other people into the bedroom. And it eventually just went down this path of let's actually do it. Um, Because there were conversations throughout our relationship. We almost had a um, a 10-year relationship. So there was Mm -hmm. even talk about it even very early on when we were super young. Uh, And then... One day we did it. Uh, we went to a erotic massage. We had a, a, a essentially a, a threesome massage. And then for her, she got really keen, and we looked up. Uh, she looked up a, a few clubs around Sydney, uh, and we went there. And it was uh, how do I say hot and fast, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Very primal. Yeah, um, met a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, a lot of parties, uh, and then that relationship ended and I met Jess after that and we had a relationship for for almost eight years. Eight years. Yep. And then wow. we opened, yeah, we, Jess and I opened the, I'm, opened I'm the cutting club. into her story a little bit too, That's but okay. like we opened the club together about into our first year of the relationship. So the yeah. club's been going for seven years. Yeah. Just on, it'll be a seventh birthday no, next. It's our eighth this this year. Uh, yes, it is eighth. Yeah, yeah it's our eighth, eighth year. COVID has screwed my brain up. Yeah, no. Everything is just like molded into one. The last year. two years, um, it's warped. terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lawrence is actually the one that introduced me into the lifestyle. So he discussed with me what swinging was on our first yeah. date. Um, and how do you describe it? Lawrence is really good at describing um, the benefits that you get from this relationship um, and also the way that it can increase um, a connection between the two of you. And that was something I was seeking as a young person. So I really wanted to feel connected with people, with my partner. Um, and, you know, yeah, keep going. Just- um, and then so basically on the first date, he'd explain that to me. I took some time to have a think about it. Then we had another couple of dates in between that. Um, and then I think maybe it was like three months afterwards we started officially dating. Uh, six. Six? Six months. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then once we started dating, um, we 
did like just focused on each other for a little bit and then a year into our relationship we decided to open the club and also start swinging together oh wild two whammies at one (laughs) (laughs) we never did anything in halves and we still don't do anything in halves no all in that sounds so good so the club it is eight confirming eight this year is in march which is coming up in two weeks yes at the time of this recording. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true, very important. And oh, it's it's so cool. And I love the way that you describe that. I think that the connection, it's it's the opportunity for connection. I guess there's a lot of people that wouldn't have a single bit of information about what swinging is and what what the benefit of it. And I guess there's a lot of misconceptions about the whole ordeal. But I guess the way that, yeah, it's about intimacy and bringing more life into each other's lives and having that connection, having that beautiful ability. I think most people. Yeah, I think most people have an inclination of what swinging is, but most yeah. people, as you said, is their inclinations are all based on misconceptions. Misconceptions, right? sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, when we talk to just regular people, right? They go, "We're swingers," and they've already got an idea in their head. Yeah, it's not like they've never heard of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, no, oh, you're no. you're like you hang around in 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 silky robes and put keys in the bottle <laughs> and swap wires. There are silky they- robes though. Look, yeah, silky yeah. Robes silky good. robes exist. Wait, let's, let's not, not discount silky robes. That's a correct stereotype. Around in silky robes, like you know, <laughs> fondling ourselves and just like, yes, I'm going to check. I'm I'm going to be with Bob wife's tonight, you know. And it's just like, choice <laughs> <laughs> there. Exactly. That's the thing. People think there's no choice. It's just like, yeah, we put these yeah. in bottles, and it's like, uh, oh, yeah, with, with with John and John and Jane tonight, I really can't stand them. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, definitely all about choice. Yeah. Well, I've heard Bob's wife is. Pretty great. So yeah, yeah. Bob's wife goes off. She's all right. (laughs) She's a siren. (laughs) Yeah, she's a siren. So I guess what I'm super keen on is 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 really getting to. I guess the whole point for me is reasoning with me about what it's like and how it sort of fulfills part of self and what would be like without it. You know, to deny it. You know, to not explore it more and. I guess some of that that path for both of you. Mm. Well, I mean, definitely for me. So when I started, I was 21. Um, so quite young and quite fresh to just life in general. Yeah. Um, and I think it's improved my confidence levels and just some of my mental um feelings towards people in general and just being able to deal with situations. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have the confidence and I also feel like I've got the support from the community. Because that's what the lifestyle is. It's a community that's a very supportive of pretty much anything and everything. It's like we're we're made out to be th- these dirty swingers, but I feel like my closest and my dearest friends are all swingers because they're all very understanding of everything that happens in my everyday life, and mm. I think that's made it an improvement on me as a person. Awesome, my lines. <laughs> I'm trying to think like you are a bit you, you've had a bit more experience than me I'm just trying to like think of something that you yes. didn't you didn't say there well I, I believe it's improved your ability to but I think like the yeah the question was like what would it be like without it right as, sure as yeah. people um so very boring I, <laughs> I don't know uh, well yeah I mean for for us it would be boring right but that's because we've accepted we that what we are. But I think there's a, I think, mm. you know, this is, you know, there's who knows how many people are out there who are 
probably interested in something like this. Actually, I don't think we know like how much, how many uh, relationships or marriages or whatever end uh, due to infidelity. I think I read a study once as something around the 40% mark, right? It's either, yeah. it's either infidelity, infidelity or money or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a huge issue of people wanting to explore sexual experience or connection with other people. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a, a rhetoric around finding the one, quote unquote, uh, yeah. where this one person is supposed to fulfill every single desire and fantasy you have ever had, which is unrealistic and really unfair on one person, right? You can't, one person has got their own baggage, has their own history, and has their own life. Uh, you can share like most of it and be in common and have fundamental uh, similarities, but there are always, I think, always going to be differences and it's unrealistic to expect anything different. Uh, so not having that outlet for swinging or just even the ability to have connection or interactions, whether they be sexual or not with anyone else is really, would be really, really challenging. And I think is for a lot of people, mm. I think a lot of people do feel suppressed whether they know it or not, or whether they want to stigmatize it or not. And, and when that, I guess, the thing that comes up for me is that denying, you know, something because of our society saying, you know, don't do that. This is, this is wrong or this is too dirty or this is underground or whatever. And then they just believe that. So they go, well, I won't, I won't do it. And then therefore, who am I? And we lose that, that sense of self that we don't even know what it could be once I start to explore it and how much more comfortable I can be within the world if I just express myself in the ways that mean are meaningful for me. Some people it's, you know, I need to make sure I'm playing soccer. Other people mm-hmm. it's I got to make sure I'm going out and expressing myself in, in a way that connects with others in a deeper way. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of people just, like you said, they just don't, they suppress it and then they don't feel like they have the option, maybe manifest in weird ways or mm-hmm. unhealthy ways. Unhealthy is probably a better term for it because I feel like it's we get told how to live our lives and how you're meant to live your, you know, your white-collared life and this is how you're meant to go. Mm. And if you, like, get out of that pathway, then you're seen as something that's strange and unusual and Mm. nobody ever likes to be that unusual person in the room. Yeah. It comes down to a question of nature versus nurture, right? How much of what we do is based in what we would naturally do versus what we've just been conditioned by society to think Mm-hmm. Right. And going against the grain it, for, for the sake and for, for the sort of triumph of self is, you know, it, it seems once you've stepped into it, it seems like a no brainer. That's like, this is the way just back yeah. yourself and go into what you believe. But I guess it's that, it's that leap of faith that sort of goes into it, which I imagine all your first timers that are coming, pissing them pants, freaking out, anxiety, attacks, walking in. I mean, the nerves are definitely felt from the front door. So, um, I mean, I, I, I remember my first time I was shaking in my boots. I was petrified and I was super grateful to have Lawrence by my side for it because I think I would have just been like, yeah, no, I'm out. Like, I just can't do this. Like, it took me a couple of tequila, was it tequila shots or something? I don't know. I downed a few shots and I was like, okay, yeah. we've got this. We can okay. do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess the, 
the tequila confidence became unnecessary because the confidence in itself just naturally built by putting yourself in this space. Oh, right? exactly. And I think also once I, I felt the nervous energy from the other couple as well, hmm. I didn't feel so out of place. Um, and I didn't think I was doing something that wasn't suited towards me. Yeah. I love that. Because what keeps coming up for me whenever I listen to your podcast or when I go, maybe I should jump into this boat and just try it, you know, I think about it and then I go, oh, gosh. But the thing that I'm always like, sounds pretty liberating. This is a whole new level of freedom that, I, you know, people could be jumping into. Like, is that is that the vibe? Is that the feeling when people are leaving? I think so. I think that's the majority of the people who, like you said, when they're leaving the club after their first time is the the difference between their their attitude and, I guess, uh, p- personality even is night and day, right? When they mm. first walk in, they're like, hi, mm. hi, hi, it's, 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 it's John and Jane. We have a ticket. Um, okay. Mm. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, yeah. let's, let's go through slowly. Blah, blah, blah. They're leaving. <laughs> That was the best night. Oh my god, it was so good. We're coming back. We'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite a few people were like messaging us back the next day, like expressing their gratitude towards the situation and just having an environment like this. Um yeah. I think it helps as well because it's newbies are the, the hardest people to capture in because mm-hmm. that nervous energy is so hard to tell people it'll be fine. Like it's something within yourself you have to um basically conquer. You can't do that by yourself. Mm. Um yeah, with someone else, sorry. Um, so I think it's great to have like the newbies come in and then also leave with big smiles on their faces. Yeah. And, and shaggy I, hair. I think yeah. also comes is baked into that is the safety that people feel. So they feel safe to let go. Yeah, mm. amazing. Uh, and especially for women. Um, so when we have, you know, obviously most of our clients uh, are couples, but we also have single women come to the club. Um, and Jess and I, from the outset of starting this, said this has to appeal to women. Mm. Um, it can't be a club by men for men. It's got to be a club by uh, a, <laughs> by, 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 us, by a women. couple <laughs> with, with, with a strong female to, to cater for. Say by women? Yeah, yeah. strong um, allies. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And no, but yeah, we discussed that if a female feels comfortable in an environment, then they will both feel comfortable because a female is the guiding, um, guiding lead to most of sexual activities that happen in the club. Like it's, I find a lot more women are more adventurous. So I think once they feel more confident in themselves, then they're more likely to have a smoother night. I don't know if you, whatever not our latest episode or maybe the episode before where I talked about um, the, lady. The, the lady who just uh, came up to my friend and I when we were just playing. Yeah, when you were playing pool. I did, I did yeah. hear that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, and that was like, like I said, like the story on surface level is, is great and like it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like we're, we got hit on by a sexy woman. But like <laughs> the, under, the actual message underneath that is like she felt comfortable and safe that she wasn't going to get um, one harassed by by Mm. anyone to that she could she wasn't gonna get slut shamed she wasn't get slut shamed it was just simply this is what i want um offering it whether it's a yes or no it doesn't it's it doesn't matter in the end like it's like i can either have fun or it's a it's a polite no kind of thing yeah either way i'm happy with that so that's that's like to me that was very indicative of like the environment that we try and foster for for people and especially for women 
to feel comfortable doing those sort of things. Which is incredible. That's where, the, wow. that's where the change happens at the end of the evening where they're like, I could just, like, I don't feel different. I'm Sorry, I don't feel, like, shamed or disgusted. It's just I feel great and I'm, I'm happy that this, this was available to me. So it decreases shame, increases, you know, positivity and, I guess, feelings of freedom. Like, how incredible. I love that the feedback that you guys get isn't, yeah, the best sex of my life, you know, wow, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's like I felt safe. The environment was so welcoming. I found my community, like all that feedback is, is so, so, so great to hear. And that's that, that that's what people are getting from it. And that's what they're connecting to overall. And then everything yeah. sort of is a bonus, you know, whatever, how they get their needs met after that is all a bonus. <laughs> like how many orgasms is a bonus? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, coming and wanting safety, they leave with safety and XXX. Right. <laughs> How many times they come, right, yeah. Jess? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a counter. We we're on the morning show earlier this week, live. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And then Jess made this very <laughs> uh, suggestive innuendo about how many, how much people have fun is relative to how many times they come, and she just oh. left it hanging like that. And Larry, and Carly, Larry was, left it hanging too. Like, you mean come to the club? In a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever it was, whatever they said, they tried to save it. It was like, oh. It gee. was great because then Larry's face just showed that it was not had nothing to do with that. It was all about coming. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you know what? That's another thing. It's like people feel uncomfortable in how comfortable you guys are. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, this is <laughs> too much. national TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> good on you. I think that's so cool. I was wondering, I was like, okay, they know how to keep it tame if they're going on nine, but maybe you guys don't. <laughs> Clearly the coffee hit too hard. But, you know, yeah. like it, um, we get we get real data, like by looking at our website traffic, po- podcast traffic. So the next day when we logged on and all the results come back in, it's just like there was a huge spike in, in our, in yeah. our, the podcast and website traffic. So the people are out there. So amazing. And you're giving people this message, you know, thank God it's no longer Ellen J and it's Lawrence and Jess sort of representing <laughs> something like this, which for me just sounds like here's a ticket for you to potentially express yourself a little bit more and find out who you are and start to feel a little bit better in yourself because you're not blocking, because you're not denying. Like that for me is, is incredible. And I think that what you guys are doing is, we, everyone needs a niche to be able to figure out how they find themselves. And this is, this is a beautiful way to get it in that way. So yeah, to see you guys. So good. Thank but you. yeah, I guess the, the amazing part of, you know, us, us in the, coming together, I guess, is talking about, you know, the connection and then how we kind of rock up in relationships, but I can imagine they're, they're being, I mean, because we look at our histories, look at our trauma, we look at everything that we kind of come to and show up with um, can be quite challenging. And, and it's, it's awesome to hear that there's a lot of reduction in shame. Um, so I'm sure I could speak to some of this stuff. But What is that exactly? So I'm not reduction in shame? So like you, if you always think like I'm not good enough and I'm not sexy and I'm, I'm fat, I'm ugly, and then, oh, and then in a way, like it kind of like Club V is liberating oh. all females that all identifying females, right? Females yeah. identify. Like we don't discriminate towards any body types, any shaping. So you mean like uh, people 
self-diminishing thoughts kind of thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, yeah I guess their relationship with, with themselves, I imagine you'd find like a, a few of your, your clients or people that are coming through and buying tickets, you know, that do you see, do you see a lot of that people that are kind of are struggling within themselves or, or are struggling relationship? Yeah, we do. We see that a bit. Uh, I think, I mean, the most obvious thing we can see is uh, body shame. Yeah, I, I find a lot of women, especially before purchasing tickets, whether they're a single or as a couple, um, they will message um, prior to purchasing the ticket to ask if it's acceptable. Um, and my generic answer, or I guess my answer to always go back to them is, um, everything and anything is acceptable in OSS as long as your um, vibe and your attitude is positive because they're the main things we're looking for. We're not looking... Um, off, you know, perfect body shapes because there's no perfect body shape. We're just looking to make sure that everyone is safe and everyone's having a, a positive and um, a new experience. Mm. Mm. Not so good. And 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 for you guys, um, I mean, kind of back to that infidelity thing that you said, Lawrence. You know that that is why a lot of relationships break down. And I imagine trust is really important for the couples that come in or for yourselves when you were together and swinging. Like, how did what, what does trust mean to you guys when you look at that and, and, and the Swingers Club and the community? Um, I find trust is being able to have that conversation, whether it's going to be hard or easy, mm. um, and having that faith in each other that, you know, when you've set rules or boundaries, they're not going to be broken. And if anything does happen, you're able to have that conversation and work through it. Um, it's putting that um, understanding that you're, you've got a part of that person that's very precious to them and you're going to nurture it as much as you can. Um, mm -hmm. Like Lauren said before as well, we can't always fulfill everyone's needs. So there will be those times when we do seek out other people. But it's obviously having that conversation and that um, mm -hmm. discussion prior to ensure that that trust is still there. Yeah, it's a lot of openness. Yeah. Yeah. I think trust is... Um... I've only heard this phrase kind of recently, but it kind of encapsulated for me. Trust is built through ongoing and constant communication. Yeah. So you... Did you like, get that from a quote? No, I, I think I, I was going to say, I think I saw that online. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where I get anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it more so it's sort of that that's how trust is built. And like even if like, so things are going well or things go wrong, but at least you're still talking. Yeah. Um, and that means, and you, you have that sort of connection there that, and it, you're trusting well because no matter how bad it gets if you guys are entrusting in each other you guys should be able to work through it um because not every conversation is a good conversation but mm. not every mm. conversation is a bad conversation it's just a conversation between adults and mm. um i think trust and just being responsible for your own feelings as well helps build that trust between the two of you super functional hard to do <laughs> But, but but incredible. I think that again, you know, it kind of just like swipes down this stereotype that you know, whatever having multiple partners or doing sexual acts or whatever is 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 this thing. But it's 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 not. It's trusting. It's it's communicating. It's being open, willing, honest, all that stuff that is what builds and creates what someone would say a good relationship. And and that's still happening with all the parameters of how you guys want to live your life, which is doing so much better than most people in relationship. 
I do find it is very, um, it's very liberating. I know Lawrence and a few of our friends have said this quite before that swinging is a lifestyle that if there's cracks in your relationship, it'll just magnify it. But if it's already built on a great solid base, it just makes it even better. Yeah. Swinging is a magnifying glass. So it'll magnify the weaknesses and it'll magnify the strengths. Yeah. Which I really love about it. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so nice to see that just because you've added something to your life, it's not subtracting from anything else you've got. That's probably my little snippet right there. That sounds so good. <laughs> your, your Vox Pop ready to rock? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. Thanks. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy to sort of ebb and flow with you guys as well. If you, if you had some things that, Pass the ball over. Well, yeah, yeah. Write down some stuff actually that we were curious to ask. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess our questions are more like so you know we've heard our talk, and I think you said this at the beginning. It's just like our our podcast is more anecdotal based and uh, and the rest of it. So same goes with our advice, right? So we talk about advice and experience, and it uh, might be anecdotal or just uh, through uh, lived experience. But um, which I find we is had the best experience. Yeah. But again, it's it, it is you, right? So it might be different. Other, so we wanted to ask you questions as a as a counselor, as a psychotherapist. <laughs> what you might have advice for for people in a relationship or considering getting into this kind of swinging or open relationship? Um, yeah. So we'll fire away. Thank <laughs> you. Um, this is one we get a lot, and we go we get this question, I think, by almost anyone who's considering I mean, going into this it. lifestyle. Uh, and we got it on. The, we got it on TV. On TV on like, Tuesday, like, we get it every like every single time we get asked this question. We always have a generic response because we've just come up with one baseline of what to say. Sure. Without further ado, the question <laughs> is: Do you get jealous, and how do you deal with it? Yeah, and this is in relation to, I guess, seeing so, just in general, or or when it's yeah, particularly I, I think in, uh, more suited more specifically to sexual experiences with others so we say this as this is our sort of our our canned response is Good. yes you get jealous because that's it's a natural kind of emotion you can't help sometimes that you feel this way the the difference is though uh, for a lot of swingers or people in the open lifestyle is there a way to manage it and deal with it and express it to either their partner or the situation they're in yeah. So I guess how do I add on that brilliance is, is your question. <laughs> well, it's fairly like, open, right? It's just like it's up to you yeah. to manage it. Like, well, how? Yeah. <laughs> so do you yeah. have any tips and tricks to like so people to how to rationalize this? Uh ways to combat jealousy, especially when they're they've already got so many things going on through their mind. Like they're nervous, they've um excited, and then jealousy is obviously the kind of harsher version of emotion. Mm. So mm. when it comes out. It's not something people want to have to think about dealing with. What's your best way to combat it? Mm-hmm. Awesome question. I really like the way that you guys have sort of answered it because I think it is, and we probably just touched on it, there's a scaffold and foundation that I think is really important and that comes down to having an understanding of what trust is when we when we sort of enter a relationship which we just beautifully i think you guys nailed in in what trust can look like um but really like 
if you don't know what it is and you think it's something else, is is both trust and how we feel about ourselves kind of overlap and go in together. So essentially, if we if we hold on to stuff because we're we're not willing to communicate, like we were talking about, willing, open, honesty, um, sharing, not letting things hide. When we don't talk about our shit or our emotions or our sort of toxic levels of jealousy when they just think they build into resentment. And, and then that comes out in, in, in ugly ways at times uh, or ways that we don't really want them to come out. So the more we, the more we hold on to things, the more it's just going to spill out sideways, really. So really sitting with and going, how do I know that I feel this way? Is there something that gives me sort of evidence for this? And then looking at, is this more about me and what, what I'm sort of going through or, or my history in my relationships or the history in the one that I'm currently in? Or is it, is it, have they stepped over a line that I've hopefully drawn in the sand in terms of my boundaries? Yeah. So I guess adding on to that, if you don't have lines in the sand, you don't have bottom lines for each other and you don't have any boundaries because one, you might not have never been taught them. Two, you might not have ever been in safe enough relationships that like you guys were talking about in terms of trust is really all of that comes back to boundaries. We have to be able to know what, what's enough, what, what I think, feel and do. And when that becomes too erratic that I need to get it off my chest, I need it to share with someone that I care about. Or the other way around is when I need to bring it up because of the way that somebody else is impacting me, which really is I'm saving someone from my shit and I'm protecting myself when I need to as well. And without that, we, we kind of keep going to keep coming back. And then we be creating this like this fake reality that, yeah, yeah, we're okay. We're all good with the different sexualities. And I think, you know, a lot of people identify as that, oh, I was just swinging or I was just in this open relationship and it was all good, especially early dating. It's like, yeah, I'm fine with him dating lots of other people. We don't know enough about each other. They don't. It, it, a lot of them might be really deeply impacted by it. and holding on to that stuff essentially is only going to create pain it's only going to create this ability to doubt ourselves and not feel that great in ourselves how's that that was great i, I was gonna say i have, a, I have some follow-up questions to what you <laughs> yeah 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 sure. <laughs> um so this go it's more of a comment though you you talked about uh, drawing lines in the sand and setting boundaries. Uh, this is something we talk to newbies about. Actually, Jess and I have just started doing talks uh, on our newbie nights. So we yeah. invite people to come in as early as possible to the club and about halfway, uh, 30 minutes into the night, okay. Jess and I um, get everyone together mm-hmm. into one group and we get up and give them a, basically an intro swinging, swingers clubs 101, like set, setting yourself up for success. Um, and yeah. we talk about in part of the topics is like, you need to discuss between yourselves and be set on your rules and boundaries um, before going into a situation live or hot. You don't want to be going, all of a sudden the pants are coming off and someone's rolling on the condom. You go, hang on, we haven't discussed this. What are we going to do? Um, True. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm basically just saying there to you is like, it's great to hear that like jealousy can stem from a lack of setting boundaries so you need to have that conversation yeah. as early as possible and as i guess often as possible keep re- redoing it yeah um maybe it changes it. maybe it, someone it, and it does it does change maybe someone 
uh, go up a level. We're going to want to come down and you need to negotiate, whatever. Well, it's definitely like throughout our relationship, our rules and boundaries change. Yeah, by the by the time like we were six years into our relationship compared to one year in, oh, that was like so it was so different. But we Super we still different. continue to talk about what our boundaries were going to be every play session we had, even up until like the eight years. Yeah, yeah. There were always conversations that needed to be had. And then, and that's the key, right? It, you say it has to be had and people find it difficult to have them. So that's mm. the other part is really setting an internal boundary. People, I would say it's easier to set boundaries. Actually, that all boundaries are difficult because it produces and invokes feeling. But the putting a boundary out there for someone is, is more what we think about in terms of boundaries. But putting internal boundaries. So, you know, when I do this to myself, this is what happens for me and this makes me feel this. So how long am I going to keep this on my shoulders, keep this like, you know, ticking away at my heart? That's where you need to look at it, you know, looking internally and go, how long am I going to stay and hold jealousy within my system? How long am I going to be able to not talk about something? It's just going to keep making me more and more hurt and then my behaviour is, is shit out. Yeah. And my second question to all, to all what you said is that was really long and comprehensive, which is great. Um, what I'm going to throw a sort of a scenario at you. What would you say to someone who is at the club there, say it's me, and I'm seeing Jess starting to play with another, another man and it's making me feel like I'm, wait, I'm not happy with this. That feeling, like that noise from you. Yeah. Now, everything you said there was great, but that Mm. takes a lot of brain power to go through step by step in those conversations. In the moment, what would you, if you could snap, pause time, and then you could, you, Jackson, could jump in and just like coach someone through a very quick, this is what you've got to do right now. (laughs) I'm really putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. What would you say to them to help them get through that moment then and there in the club? Imagining with people around them, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A party setting. So you just said it. You were like, if you could stop and come in and say something to them, what would you say? Is this? Is you stop, pause, and reflect? Like in that moment, if we're too much in our jealousy and we're too much in our uncomfortability, and something's happened inside us, then what happens is our logical, like you were saying, you know, my comprehensive answer, that's gone. We go offline. Like if this is our, oh yeah, it's a video in your audio. I won't do that. But the if if our brain kind of goes offline, we stop thinking and our logical mind. Yeah, yeah, and we go straight to this emotion brain. So if we're running only from our emotion brain, which is <gasps> whatever the noise there was that you made, low, um, thought thoughts out the window. Thoughts left at the door. You know, I'm running on fight and flight right now. Do I go up and? punch this naked bloke in the face or, you know, what am I going to do? So I think. Please don't do that in the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never had anyone have a fight. No, I'm just saying. No, 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 sorry. People get too scared. Like the fight or flight is a great response because that's what 90% of people do is because they freak out. And when somebody freaks out, their automatic response is to flight because, you know, it's the safest option. They leave, they're done, they're out. Less likely are people going to have that fight in them. Um, and sometimes when that fight is there, it's not so positive because their brain's in a negative space. So it's a negative yeah. fight. 
Exactly. So bringing, bringing, we, what we're trying to do is bring us our functional self back online. So if we mm-hmm. stop and go, what's going on for me? Mm-hmm. What, how do I, how do I sort of identify what it is? It's, yep. you know, it's pain, fear, jealousy, anger, you know, if I can reflect on it and then break it down and then sort of go, okay, the more I slow myself down, I'm good. So stop, pause, and then reflect allows us to bring ourselves back online. And yep. by doing to how to do that essentially is go and, go and take a minute, you know, breathe, calm down in ways that work for you. There's probably lots of sensory stuff in your club that's going to help. So music, you know, maybe there's quiet areas, have a drink, do what you need to do that kind of brings you back into your body present, which is ultimately you know, probably the best part about swinging is being able to stay present and connecting with other people. So as soon as you're gone, you're not going to enjoy yourself. So do what you need to do to bring yourself back down. And then would you recommend? So that sounds like mostly excusing yourself from the situation. Would you recommend asking your partner, whoever it is to stop what they're doing, or is it kind of a a situation, uh, a matter of it's already happened. So it's too late or is it going to be a compounding effect? Like if you go, right, I'm just going to go downstairs and catch my thoughts, but you know in the back of your mind that whatever triggered you is actually still going on and it might be continuing no matter how hard you're trying to get out of the loop of just yep. being in your emotional brain. It's still, it's going to, as soon as you start the level, get the level up, like you think about it and you, you go straight back down again. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, negative, negative loop happens all the time. And we're human. We're perfectly imperfect, and this is gonna happen all the time. Like, it's just just the way the way that it is. So I guess after that reflection, and you've you've thought about it, okay, this is still there. Then it, you've assessed it. The idea about it is what well, um, what meaning have I assigned it? Because really, no one can make us feel anything unless they're being violent, um, abusive, or anything. We assign a meaning to any event, stimulus, or thing that happens, and we go when I see this this is what happens to me. So any perception that you're having about it is probably more about you. So we go, well, what is it? How do I identify it? And then go, this is really strong. I'm actually not going to get past this. So I've tried to work through it myself and calm myself and ground myself. But now I go, I need to, I need to address it. And that might be because I didn't set a boundary <laughs> that, 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 this, that you couldn't have gone over to this area or whatever it might be. And you have to agree on that. And obviously it has to be really, really justified in that trust, but things are going to make us feel uncomfortable. And again, it's about talking about it. And if it's really something that you feel strongly about and you have a good relationship with your partner, they might be annoyed at you. Um, yeah. But coming about it in a way, I'm trying to tell you information because I care about you. Yeah. Sure. On the note of communicating, because we've talked a lot about communication when it becomes negative, do you believe you should also be communicating those big highs that you have? Like those moments where it's just like, it was so liberating and amazing. Like, should those also equally be communicated to continue the relationship? Absolutely. To benefit the relationship, I guess it's a better word. So, you know, I talk about this a lot with my clients and I think that this is, this is literally a message for anybody. Um, and the idea around it is when we go and do something that we really, really enjoy, we get the benefit of it. 
So when we go to a swingers club, for example, we get the benefit, all the endorphins, all the natural highs of it all, and then the connection and, and the liberation and the safety and, and the community and the, the group and bonding and tribes. They're all amazing things. What emphasizes when we do self-care, when we do things that sort of evoke those feelings, when we emphasize and sort of embody it and say it whilst doing it, I guess, or what I'm about to do is for me, right? That thing I'm about to walk into is for me, it's because I love myself, it's because I'm doing this, because I want to, you know, express who I am. Or, uh, then we'll get even more benefits from it. So definitely when we're feeling those highs and we're feeling these good vibrations essentially of energy that are happening when we when we have this massive release is name it share it you know this is part of the community right so we want to be able to really talk highly of what what's really positive in in is going for us because it'll actually the benefit will be i'll believe it you know mm. it will have a long-lasting effect rather than oh i gotta go back and get that feeling it's more like just the thought of that was when i was doing things because i wanted to you know feel free feel comfortable in myself so yeah. Do it all the time. Love it. So if you're like having a, as a couple, a prolonged tie, right? You've gone to the club one week and maybe you've met a couple, like, and then we're talking like weeks and months of like really good connection and energy. Is mm. there value or as higher importance as having those difficult conversations like about um, things that like could go wrong, might go wrong, or is it is it better just to just sort of, ride the wave of highness and address it if only things go wrong. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Is it yeah. kind of a downer to like start talking about negative things when you're on such a, such a good, good, in a good space? Yeah. And I guess that comes down to where you're at with your partner um, and what, what happens when you talk about negative stuff. But like we were saying, if we're, if we're aiming towards, and I think it's so important in, in this community, um, but in any really, is, is to be able to say, Difficult things, I think, as Jess was saying before, in a way that still has the carries because they care about you is why we're talking about it. Mm. And, and I think that that is really important. But what, what you guys are doing when you do the little intro thing is you're mirroring these are the boundaries. Like these are the ways we keep it safe. So when people come in here that and get that perspective, they go, we need to do, we need to take some notes of the way that you guys set us up with and so then the next time we actually do our own little brief with each other and that and that'll talk about preparing you know looking at what what might be what 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 the upcoming event will bring and and how do we how do we keep our high or how do we manage our our lows what do we need to look out for so highs highs come and go right that's that's life emotions can't stay in us for for a long period of time they're always going to ebb and flow so Again, when we come about it with just humility and an ability to just share what our reality is about certain things, negative or positive, it's it's about how we deliver it, how we express it. Yeah, I like that. Cool. The, the, the difficult conversation ne- might not necessarily be difficult. It's just a conversation of preparation for your next outing, I suppose, is what, what I got from that. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, we're just sitting down and going, how good was that? How do we recreate it? Yeah. Um, was there any touchy, touchy parts or is there anything that we, we didn't discuss last time that's important now? Because um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, think, I think one of you said it before, 
we, we, we're going to change how we feel. You know, it might just be we put on 10 kilos and we haven't been for two months. It might completely mm. change how we start to feel about ourselves. But we haven't identified that or communicated that to our partner. Mm. And we, then that partner is blind. They can't read your mind. They're going to walk in thinking you've got the same sense of self and the same confidence and the same ability to be with your, with, with each other and, and, you, and the way you show up. So they, they walk in and then they're blindsided when you didn't discuss it. Yep. That's, I like it. We had another question about like, but I think we've covered it. No, I covered it. No, the which one? How to like best ways to have the difficult conversation. Like, oh, like what methods? Like me- methodology. Maybe we haven't broken it down into like. Is there a a most helpful way to actually like say right? This pissed me off. That upset me. This made me jealous. What's a good structure for the conversation? Mm. So. If I was angry at you guys and I said, when you, I don't know, when you were late to our podcast episode, you weren't late, (laughs) this is an example. When you guys are late and you do this and and this is what's happening, this makes me feel blah, 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 and I'm pointing and pointing and pointing in your face, immediately we're going to defend ourselves. We're going to go, ooh, I don't know what, it might be true or not true. But if you start accusing me with truth or not truth, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to get up. You know, I'm going to be touchy and feely. So we change the whole thing. It's instead of the use, it's about eyes. When I noticed, when I experienced, when I saw X. So there's no judgment in there. There's nothing really to it. And it can't be making excuses or justifying because that sort of diminishes ourselves and, and really excuses what we're trying to get across. So just the, just the simple data of whatever is going on for the person, what I thought about me. So again, I'm not pointing at you. What I thought about me was I'm invisible, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, okay. I don't matter. And that thought is what creates my feelings. Not what you do creates my feelings. It's what I assign to the original thing that's happened. You were you being late to the podcast. I assign some sort of meaning. I, I couldn't care less, but I, a lot of times I might care. So when I t- decide to care, that what I make up is this, that I'm invisible. And how I feel because I feel, because I think I'm invisible, I feel pain, angry. That's how we communicate best. Keep it in the eye. Because it diffuses people. If I was to say that to you instead of you, 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 like it's it's hard to fight me on that. Yeah, it's yeah. your own personal feel. You're wrong. You don't feel that way. Yeah. Nope. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to feel safe enough to be able to do that. Don't be like like we were saying before. If I'm offline and my thinking brain's not working, I'm just stuck stuck in my emotions. That conversation is not gonna land. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Yeah. That's going to help me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it's so accessible. And, and so I'm looking at me like that, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both like taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, that was, thank you for answering those questions. Um, I think they're helpful when it, you hear it from somebody else and somebody who's qualified as well because. Like we say it all the time, but it, it doesn't mean people listen to it. Like I know people tell me different things. So then it sticks because A told me instead of B telling me. 
Um, so I think it'll help a few Sorry. new fresh scared people to understand a bit more. 100%. And, 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 you know, the whole reason I wanted to connect with you guys is because how we feel about ourselves and how we measure that is so dependent on what we, what we bring to the table, you know? So if we have misconceptions about what it is that I'm supposed to be and, and what sort of measures I put in place to show up, if that's all out of whack and it's all about status and how I look and what I, what I bring to society, you know, they're not as fulfilling. So we need to look at well, what fills me up and what deflates me. And then how do I go back to do that for me? I think a lot of people are going to be struggling with that when they're starting to figure out who they are. And, and in this realm, you, you're going to have a lot of people like that. So I think it's, it's awesome. I mean, you probably get questions all the time and I think flick them over. I mean, we can do this all the time. I think answering them is the way that, that at least lands for some people that are, are curious would be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I think this this episode is definitely going to be helpful for a lot of our listeners. Hopefully, yeah. it's uh, helpful and shines some light onto the weird and wonderful world that Jess and I uh, are involved in. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will shine a light because this is what it's all about: is really getting people to think and and bring up ideas and and change their perspective and have a good time, really. And it's shining light in the fact, but you guys are in your little dark club at the moment. Which is super cool. <laughs> I know, this is probably like the lightest area that we have currently too. So, um, yeah. Good. I'm I'm keen to come through. Terrified, <laughs> terrified to come through. But you based? I live I live in um in like near North Sydney, so in the Cremorne. Oh, um, right, right, right. I was just, I, I, was made, I was just, I wasn't sure if you were actually in Sydney. No, I'm Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Okay, cool. So you guys are at it. Annandale. Annandale, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. So where, where can people go to find you if they want to find you? Uh, so they can search for all of us. Uh, so you can search for us on social media uh, at Our Secret Spot, or one word, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. They can give us a call or send us a text message, 0478-131-769 or head to our website, oursecretspot.com.au. Awesome. And we're pretty active on all of it. Yes. Yeah, you guys are. Well, hopefully you get some um, some curious curious beans coming through. Yeah. And what about you, Jackson? Where do people find you? Um, thanks. Yeah. So uh, Fine Reason Therapy is is my my business uh, my counseling place of things and uh you can find lots of stuff so there's my reason with me podcast and then there's lots of blogs and videos on my instagram which is just fine reason therapy and then my website which is fine reason therapy.com.au and yeah email me ask me questions hit me up um super super keen to keep getting involved in any community that i can yeah Come check out the club. Send us a message. Well, I will. Uh, if you don't hear from me, you have to hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. We'll see. I'm getting gay hot. I'm going <laughs> to... We better wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just there. Um, Thanks, mate. All right. That was a different podcast. I loved it. And... I'm going to keep doing little things like that, throwing them in every now and then, keeping it classy, keeping it sexy, really, really nice. All right, we're back with Reason With Me, Love Letters. I'm loving this. Do I care if you are? Not really, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway because 
listening to music and getting into your feelings is a really cathartic thing to do if you allow it. So today I'm choosing Faces by Gavin James. It is, yeah, about going out and sleeping with a lot of other people and waking up with lots of different faces next to your bed and that not being who you want it to be and it not being fulfilling to you. So, a lot of meaning, a lot of power, what a guy. If you want to find out more about how therapy can help you kick some goals, go check out findreasontherapy.com.au or the Find Reason Therapy Instagram page. Can I get